and put your hands together. Come on, I need every mom and every dad and every brother and sister, every man and woman in this room to put your hands together for just a second. Come on, I need you to put it together for just a second. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, from the front to the back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, just take just a second. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't it feel good to just be wrapped up in the presence of God? Doesn't it just feel good to just take a minute and just bask in the power of God? To just let the stress and the the worries and the things that we have to face, just let it all just melt away for just a second and begin to just say, God, you are in control of it all. God, you own it all. God, you have it all in control. And so, God, I'm going to exalt you for just a second. God, I'm going to just bask in your presence. Lord God, your your word says it's in you that I live and I I move and I I have my being. And so, so God, I, I know that things are facing me. God, I I know the enemy comes in like a flood, but God, I still am going to stand right here in your presence and in your power because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord, there's peace. And and, and in the presence of the Lord, I'm able to do things that I wasn't able to do before. And So it's good to be here in the presence and the power of God. One more time, put your hands together this morning and just give God a praise. Amen. So, it's a bad sign when I'm sweating and I ain't even preached yet. Sweating through it all. It's good to see you. It's good to be here. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. To all of our friends and our our guests, it truly is an honor to to meet you and to see you and to be here with you. I tried to catch some of you before I had to jump up here, uh, and I would love to to connect with you uh, once we're done. Um, And so know that we're here. If there's anything that we can ever do, just go ahead and reach out. Um, I'm Stefan, one of the pastors here, and it really is amazing to be able to lift up the name of the Lord alongside all of you on this wonderful, wonderful Sunday. All right, so we're going to jump in for just a second. And I'm going to start off in Mark chapter number one. I'm going to start with verse number nine. And those of you that have been around here for a minute and you've been with me, like it just, I just may just jump all around. So, you know, don't, uh, just, just stay with me. Hopefully they'll stay with me back there. Sarah's back there, so she's ready. She just took a drink of her water, so she's getting hydrated, so she can be ready. So we're going to be good to go. So in Mark chapter number one and verse number nine, it says, It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John. Uh, in the Jordan. And in verse number 10, it says, And straight away, coming out, out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You see, this morning, for just a few minutes, for just a few minutes, we're going to talk about the season of beasts. In this group of scriptures, we find that Jesus is experiencing something beautiful. It says in verse number nine, and that in that day, Jesus, he came upon John, and, and it says that he was baptized, and it was beautiful. It was so beautiful, it says that the heavens opened up, and the Spirit just descended down. Like a dove, and it says that God said, You are my son, my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. And 
I remember reading this when I was younger and just being so amazed and, and, and marveling at the beauty of this moment. The beauty of the fact that there have been people that have been baptized before, but there was something special that took place when Jesus was baptized. You see, the Bible says that the heavens opened The heavens opened up. This moment is interesting to me because I remember when I got baptized, there was something that special happened that day as well. It was a long time ago, I got baptized in this church and it used to be up there and I got baptized and there was a whole bunch of people around. And it was exciting, there were so many people and, and I was just a kid, so I was a little nervous, I was a little scared, and, and everybody was excited, but, but I remember, I can't remember the faces that were there except for one. I remember my mom. I remember my mom being right next to that baptismal tank, and, and Pastor was, was right behind, and I'm there, and, and Pastor's talking to me, and I'm looking at my mom, and my mom is smiling so bright. My mom is smiling so bright. You see, there's nothing like a parent being pleased with their kid. There's nothing like the joy that comes from a parent being happy and pleased with you. And I remember that day up there and I was like, I could tell because my mom was smiling and there, there was so much excitement and there was tears of joy. There was, there was so much passion and love that was there and I felt it as a kid that, that my mom was happy with me in that moment. And I remember when Pastor, you know, he goes and he's, 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 he's talking me through what's going to happen. And he goes, plug your nose. And so I plugged my nose and he says, hold your arm. And so I held my arm. And I remember he went and, and he took me and, 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 and my mom was standing next to him. And if anybody's ever seen how we baptize here, we often do it back there. And there's a person that helps him and they hold the microphone for it so that, you know, uh, uh, the microphone can, can be there and everybody can hear how it goes. And, and, and so my mom was helping him out and my mom held the microphone as Pastor was there and He's like, you know what, Stefan, you are about to be uh, baptized into a new family. There's going to be something great. There's going to be something wonderful. It's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Your name is about to be changed. There's going to be something powerful, right? You know, all that. And, you know, I get excited and everybody else is excited. And I'm looking at my mom and my mom is so excited. Her baby's getting baptized. And I'll never forget pastor took me and he baptized me in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. My life was changed that day. And I remember he pulled me up and everyone's celebrating and everyone's shouting and everyone, there's so much joy in the air. And I look at my mom and my mom is just so overwhelmed that she took the microphone and dropped it in the baptismal tank. There's nothing like the excitement and the joy of a parent when they're looking at something that pleases them. And when we find ourselves in the place where God is pleased with us, it's special. Because we see that in Genesis chapter 1, we know that it says that in the beginning, God created. He created the heavens and the earth. They were good. 
It says he separated the, 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 the waters of the deep from the land and it says it was good. He created the, the herbs and he created the fish and the fowl and he created all these things and it says it was good. But, but if we go to verse number 27, it says that, so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And in verse number 28 it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And, and you see that in this moment there's something special and unique that took place because when he's creating the light from the darkness, he's not creating that from his image, he's just creating that from his thought. When he's creating the fowl and the beasts and the, the trees and the grass. He's not doing that out of his image. He's just doing this out of his creativity. But, but it says that when he created man, he created him in his image. And there's something special when you're created in the image of something. You have a pride and a joy and a love that is poured out. There's something special about being created in the image of God. It was at that moment when man was created. It wasn't just good, it wasn't just, this was nice, this was, this was special, but it says that this was very good. When the image of God was birthed, we find that something was different in the atmosphere. There was something different and special about the creation of man. They aren't in the same category or in the same arena. The, the sun and the moon we find as being necessary. We, we understand that there's something special about them, but they don't have the same level of distinction. We, we know that the, the separation of day and night is something that is vital to our humanity. We must be able to understand when it's night and when it's day, but, but that's distinction and that creation was not on the same level of humanity. Vegetation, we understand, continues to, to vitalize us and, and keep us and, and, and protect us and continue to grow us, but, but that creation was not on the same level of humanity. Humanity caused the creation to be very good. Why? Because it was very much so in the image of God. And this caused God to be happy. And so there's nothing more embarrassing than the pride of a parent. You go and you watch them play volleyball and you can tell who the parents are. You watch them go and you graduate. You can tell who the parents are. You can tell by the reaction of the children who the parents are. You can tell by the decibel level in the audience where the parents are. You see, there's something special, like we're all good people, like I'm so grateful for all of you. You are all absolutely fantastic and wonderful and you are all so kind to me and I appreciate it. But there is nobody like my mama Because you all treat me very kind and you all are wonderful and, and I would say that sometimes you are all like, like, like you will always go to bat for me like, there's, there's, like I, I have found I'm very protected by this community by this body like you are all absolutely amazing like but my mama like y'all will go and you will fight fair my mama <laughs> 
there's something different because I'm in the image. You see, when you're fighting for that which is of your image, when you're fighting for that which is connected to you, when, when you're fighting for that which has its, the, your blood running through its veins, there's, there's something extra. There's, there's, you get a little more excited. You get a little bit more verbose. You get a little bit more, uh, uh, you, you, you do things a little bit more out of the ordinary. Why? Because this is my baby. This is my son. This is my daughter. They belong to me. I'm proud of them. Like, like this is something they are worth celebrating. They're, like the world may not see them, but I see them. Why? Because they're made in my image. And we find that when you're connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that which is normal is not enough when he's proud of you. You see, when he's looking at you and, and he sees something special in you, he does not operate the same way that the world operates. He doesn't operate in an average, and an ordinary method, but he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you that you cannot contain, that you don't deserve, that you've never seen before, that no one's ever experienced. Why? Not because of you, but because he, you are made in the image of him. There's something special about. So he'll do some things that he normally wouldn't do. There, there's some things that will go before you. There's some things that will happen to you. There's some things that will, some doors that will open up for you. We're talking about the blessings and we're talking about that you will do exceeding and abundantly, Brother Carl, above all that you could ever ask or think. Those things happen because you are a child of the King. And when you're a child of the King, he operates in heavenly places. He operates in kingdom places. And so you have access to things that you're in your natural you don't have so let me tell you so let me tell you this I'm going to take a minute some of y'all like what does this have to do with beasts I got you I'll be there give me just a second but I'm going to take a little aside here and say that if this is your first experience with the power and the presence of God or if you've been a minute since you've experienced the goodness of God, let me tell you that he is available to you this morning. If you want to live in freedom, let me tell you the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here. If you want to have peace undeniable in the face of all that you experience in life, let me tell you the presence and the power of God is here. There, you are in the midst of people that have been broken by life, that knows what it's like to experience the hardships of life, but we're able to stand not because we're strong, but because he says that my grace is sufficient for thee because he's able to still work on our behalf and so today let me tell you today is the day that God has made for you do not pass up this moment if I'm happy to pray with you I'm happy to do whatever we need to do because I do not want you to leave without experiencing the goodness of God in your life because it will change you forever So, but we find ourselves when we are changed by the presence and the power of God, we have access to things that we don't have on our own. We have access to victories that don't belong to us. Because this battle is not mine, but this battle is the Lord's. I'm able to do things 
and operate in ways that I wouldn't be able to before. I'm able to stand and see victory where I used to stand and be defeated. People look at me differently now, now that I've been clothed and bathed in the presence and the power of God. Let me tell you, the scripture says, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. It says, for the king of glory shall come in. There's some of you that have been looking around and trying to find some victory. You've been trying to find some hope. You've been trying to find some peace. Here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Get your eyes off the problem. Get your eyes off the stuff. Get your eyes off the present and lift up your head, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, for the King of glory, when you do that, shall come in. Who is this King of glory? He is the Lord, strong and mighty. He is the Lord, mighty in battle. Are you going through some issues? Are you going through some trials? Have you been fighting some fights? The Lord, strong and mighty, is still fighting on your behalf. So be ye lifted up. Lift up your head today and find victory. Victory is available unto you. I preached a while ago. It's not just unto you, though. It's unto your children and your children's children and those that are far off. Some of you are trying to find victory in your home. Lift up your head. Some of you are trying to find victory in your relationships. Lift up your head. Because the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, shall come in. If you believe that, put your hands together this morning for just a second. So we find that the heavens were open. We find that God looked down and said, I, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. This is a beautiful moment, a moment, a life-changing, life-altering, course-correcting moment. Some of you know what it's like to be squarely in the presence of God. Some of you have been in those moments where you know for, for a fact that God is moving and working in your life. You've been in those moments in those spaces or in those services or, or maybe at home or in the car or wherever where you feel the power of God so strongly that it has made a forever imprint in who you are. I can point to places in this, in this space, in this room, where I can say that for a fact, God spoke to me. 
and change the course of my life. I can describe to you in detail moments in my car where I've had to pull over because the presence and the power of God was so strong that I know for a fact God was moving in my life and it has changed the course of my life. There is something powerful about these moments. And we find that this is one of those moments. But in verse number 12, we find that something interesting happens. It says, immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. Everybody say the wilderness. And it says, and he was there in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts. You see, he had this amazing, life-altering moment that the scripture says immediately shifted into a moment where it finds himself in the wilderness. If you dig a little deeper, you close your eyes and imagine a wilderness. It's a place of solitude. It's a place of, of isolation. We find that it doesn't say that Jesus and his posse and his crew went to the wilderness. It doesn't say that Jesus went and checked into a spa in the middle of the desert. It says he went and he traversed the wilderness for 40 days. Isolated for 40 days. Lonely by himself for 40 days. And you see, isolation and, and wilderness is okay when you can see what you're facing. When the grass is short, when the forest is, is not dense, you can, you can see through. Like, I can handle because I know what's coming, even in the middle of the wilderness. I struggle in the midst of loneliness, but I can handle it. But it doesn't say that he was there in a very nice wilderness, in one of those picturesque situations. But it says that he was with the wild beasts. I find this to be interesting. Because when we looked at the beginning in, in Genesis, we find that it says that, that he created the, the, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and the beasts that roamed the land. And this idea of the beasts is like, you know, I could think of some cows or, you know, I can get down with some cows. I don't want to actually get down with the cows, but I can, I can handle it. The sheep. But if you've ever encountered a wild animal, you understand how unpredictable they are. You understand that, has anybody ever seen them videos of people that go and mess with the wild? <laughs> Anybody ever see them videos? You see them clips <laughs> where they go 
and they mess with the buffalo. They're trying to sit there and take pictures with the buffalo. And the buffalo says, not today. Anybody ever seen them? (laughs) Because wild beasts are unpredictable. Wild beasts can at one moment look cuddly. They can at one moment look like they can embrace you. Anybody ever went and seen the picture of the man that was uh, uh, hugging on the, the, the lion? He said, not today, Satan. Don't play with me. Like he is playing with his life. Because though it looks cuddly, though it looks gentle, it still is a wild beast. Though it looks tame and though it looks calm in just an instant, The circumstances can change. You see, there are those in this room that know what it's like to be in the presence of wild beasts. You've been in the power of God and it has changed the trajectory of your life. But you also know what it's like to be in the presence of a beast that seems so overbearing and so trying and so frustrating. You know what it's like to be in the presence of the beast of sickness. Some of you have faced that beast before. Some of you know what it's like to be in the presence of the beast of financial ruin. It's come out of nowhere. How did I find myself here? Some of you in this room know what it's like to be in the face and in the presence of the beast of loneliness. You've been there for a minute. You know what it's like to face this beast. And let me tell you, the Bible says this, the enemy of your soul is like a roaring lion, like a beast Seeking whom he can devour. It says that his goal is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what beasts do. That's what beasts do. That's the goal and the purpose of beasts. And we find that Jesus spent a season in the wilderness in the presence of beasts. And some of you have experienced that same season. You've been in the season of wilderness surrounded by things that have done everything it can to destroy you, that have done everything it can to overcome you, that it can done everything it can to steal, to kill, and to destroy your future and your promise and your potential and your finances and your family and your health and your sanity. You know what it's like to be in the season of beasts. But I want to remind you what the Lord said in Genesis chapter number 1 and verse number 29. And it says, God said, Behold, I have given you authority over every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth. And I've given you authority and dominion over every tree in which the fruit of a yielding seed to thee ye shall have meat. And in verse number 30, and it says, I have given you authority and dominion 
dominion over every beast of this earth. There are some of you that have to understand that though the beast may come, it may bear its teeth at you, but you have been given authority and dominion and power over every beast. You can speak life to every situation. You can speak hope to every beast that you face. Some of us have been toiling in the season of beasts for so long that we become normal, that it become ordinary. Listen, I've been struggling with this. My granny struggled with this. My auntie struggled with this. My brother struggled with this. But let me tell you, today can be the day of victory. Why? Because you have been given authority and dominion over every beast. I speak victory over every home. I speak victory over every life. I speak victory over every circumstances and situation, over every generational curse. Why? Because victory is yours in the name of Jesus. You've been given victory over every beast. We find that the seasons of beasts is here to destroy you. Does everything it can to, to suffocate you into silence. But thanks be to God that I've got victory, that I've got dominion, that I've got authority. Listen, Jesus said it this way. Jesus said, take heart. I've overcome the world. Listen, right now you serve a God that has not been defeated. You serve a God that is not just stuck up in somebody's grave, but you are serving a God that has risen from the grave, that has risen from the dead, that has taken the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and is able to pass that victory on to you. Jesus said it this way. He said, even greater things than this shall you do. Why? Because you have victory. You have have dominion over the beast. Y'all, I wasn't ready to sweat like this. But there's something powerful when we understand that we're connected to the king. We're not just connected to a friend. We're not just connected to a buddy. We're not just connected to someone that has some status. But we are connected to the I am. The one who was and is and is to come. We are connected to the one who is able to move mountains. We are connected to the one who owns cattle on 10,000 hills. That is the one that we're connected to. That's the one that loves us. That's the one that looks on us and says that I am well pleased. That's the one who is able to do exceeding and abundantly. The one that still goes by for us that's the one that's the one and so let me tell you I'm about to be done I did that just so y'all thought I could see I can't see nothing with my glasses on some of y'all was like oh he looked at the time he's almost done I can't see nothing that's up there but I, let, me, let me say this some of us are passing through a season passing through a season of beasts some of us have been there you've been through some seasons let me tell you what was happening Jesus goes for 40 days 
And if you begin to look and track his ministry after that 40 days, you're going to see incredible things. And he's setting them up for what the ultimate miracle, the miracle that saves you and I, it all takes place after these 40 days. There's something that happened in the wilderness, in the presence of beasts, that prepared him for what he was going to do next. Oftentimes we are sitting in the middle of our season, faced with the biggest problems, faced with overwhelming struggles, and we're trying to figure out, God, why did you place me in this hour? God, have you abandoned me? God, have you left me? Have you forsaken me? I need some of us to understand that God is using that moment, God is using that season to bring about something in you that is going to change you and set you up for the victory that is coming forth in your future. Someone needs to hear me this morning. There are some people that have gone through some seasons. You've gone through some stuff in your family. You've gone through some stuff in your health. You've gone through some stuff in your mind. You've experienced some stuff and you're like, God, this isn't expected God this isn't what I, I why am I having to struggle like this why am I having to fight like this because God is putting you in a place where he is building something in you that is going to transition you into a powerful move and a ministry if you let it come on somebody hear me today your season with the beast is setting you up for a victory that you will never ever be able to contain the season you are sitting with beast is about to position you into a place of power and authority that you never ever could have imagined there's a purpose for that season but let me tell you this Sister Tabitha I for, for real am, am done I ain't been to my notes in minutes so I'm for real let me tell you this in Acts chapter 16 this is one of my favorite portions of scripture one that I remember I was a teenager and I was listening to, I don't know, probably some Kurt Franklin. I don't know. And you know how in black music somebody always be preaching in the middle? <laughs> you know, in gospel music they got somebody always preaching somewhere in the, in the middle of the song. <laughs> and so I remember the lady was preaching out of Acts chapter 16 and verse 17. The Bible says, right? But I, it stuck with me. Because we find that Paul and Silas had an incredible move of God. They had just cast out a demon out of this lady and just totally changed her life. But it says immediately... They were captured, and it says they were thrown into the inner prison. But we find something interesting. If that was me, I'd be shaking in my boots. Pastor, this ain't fair. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. And you, they gave me, can you, they just did me, they so mean. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. It's good, baby. You know, it'd be a struggle. Y'all would judge me. Y'all would definitely judge me. 
I have not been in the presence of these beasts before. But you see, Paul and Silas were some old pros. This isn't the first time that they've experienced a season of beasts. This isn't the first time they've been faced with some struggles and some trials and some things that seem overwhelming, some things that seem daunting, some things that seem trying. This isn't the first time they've experienced the hardship of life. And so they were some old pros, and so they operate a little differently when you've had experience with some things. You see, Hannah, when you've gone through some things, you walk a little different. When you've had to slog through some stuff, you believe a little different. When you've had to wade through some things, and Brother Anthony, you've made it out on the other side, and you're able to look back and say, if it had not been for the Lord at that moment, and Brother Anthony, he was right there in that moment, and, and let me show you, he, he made a way where there seemed to be right there. When you've gone through some stuff, Brother Carl, when the next season comes, you operate a little differently than when the first season comes. And so Paul and Silas, who had gone through some stuff before, found themselves in the midst of an inner prison. But it says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And it says they did it in such a way that Noah, the prisoners, heard them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake that the foundations of Paul and Silas's prison doors were shaken. That just Paul's shackles were unloosed. That Silas got a little free. No. So that the very foundation of the prison that held them all bound, that held them all shackled, that held them all locked up, the very foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately this is what happens when you've experienced a season of beasts and you've made it through you operate differently you walk differently you talk differently but it's not because you're haughty, it's not because you're great, it's not because you're mighty, but because you know what God can do immediately. You know what God can bring about in your life immediately. You know the victory that is in your future immediately. And so you begin to operate differently than you did. I don't mourn the way others mourn, but I hope differently. Why? Because I know that God
God is able to still do exceeding and abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think. And so I'm going to praise him. I'm going to sing songs. I'm going to dance in the middle of my shackles. Why? Because I'm freedom is on the way. Joy is on the way. Hope is on the way. But hear me. I need someone to understand this today. It's not just for you. It's not just for you. Some of us have been selfish with our seasons of beasts and say, look what I've done. Look at what I've come through. Look at where I used to be. Look what God brought me through. But we don't understand that when we do that, it becomes all about us. And the next season, you better find your way through because you've not given God the glory. But if somebody understands that I've been through some things and I've struggled through some things, but God brought me out, look at what God did for me. He begins to do something differently because here's what happens. When I begin to say, look at what God did in my life. Look at what God opened doors for me. Look at what God, he made me. I was broke. I didn't have nothing but God blessed me anyhow. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a friend. I didn't have any relationship. But but look at I've got plenty now. When I do those things, it begins to not just unlock my doors, but all the doors of the prisons are open and everyone is loosed. Hear me. Singers come. There are some of us that are smack dab in the middle of a season with some beasts. I want to remind you, visitor, friend, family member, cousin, uncle, this may be your first day. You may have just driven by here and today I just wanted to check it out. Hey, today is your day. Let me tell you. Some of that stuff that you brought in that you're struggling with, that you're struggling through, some of those things that you are fighting tooth and nail to just make it every single day. Let me tell you, freedom is available to you today. Hope and joy is available to you today. You want peace in your mind, it is available to you today. Some of you are like, I just need to sleep through the night. Let me tell you, that peace is here and available for you today. The Bible says that come unto me all who are labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest. It's available to you today there are some of you that are in a season and you've, this season sounds familiar to you some seasons they've told you it's just part of your family lineage this is what we do this abuse this is what is it's just who we are this lack this is just what we are it's familiar to you you understand the smell. <laughs> the sounds is familiar. And you've grown comfortable in this season. But let me tell you, it's just that. And you have to realize that seasons change. Seasons change. God has not called you to stay stagnant in this place. But he's speaking life into your circumstance and situations and you can break that cycle today. There is another opportunity and another option available to you today. There is something different available to you today. There's also some of you, and this is the third one. Sometimes we get up here and preach and y'all get left out because you're like, I'm not struggling. Listen, I've been through it. I've been there. I've done that. I'm good. Maybe I'm grateful. So then why are you not shouting the most? Mm. 
if you've been through some things, if you struggle through some things, if you know what it's like to have the enemy come in like a flood in your life and God raise up a standard, if you know what it's like, what I talked about earlier, to not have any clue what to do and so you lift up your heads unto the hills from which cometh your help, your help cometh from the Lord and he showed up in your life. You should be the first one on your feet, the first one putting your hands together, the first one lifting up your voice and saying, I'm here, but by the grace and the mercy and the goodness of God. You should be the first one jumping and dancing in the aisle and saying, if it had not been, Because hear me, hear me. It's not just about your chains. It's not just about yourself. But God didn't bring you through your season just for you. But you have a responsibility. You have a duty to shout someone else free. tell you I'm done these altars are open here's what I'm gonna say if today is the day where you're saying I need victory come on lift up a hand I'm happy I'm happy to come to you you can come on up here we'll pray with you it's perfectly fine however you want to do it you want to pray alone do that you do you boo but let me tell you the power and the presence of God is here if you're going through some seasons and you're like, listen, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. Come on, somebody. This is the time when you can step out in faith and say, you know what? I don't have the answers. I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability. I don't have the capability. But God, I'm lifting up my head right now. God, I lift up my head. Oh, ye gates, and I'm going to be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And God, please come in. Come into my home. Come into my job. Come into my finances. Come into my... And here's what I'm going to ask. Come on, y'all can come. You don't have to wait for me. You can come from wherever you are. Don't even care. Let me, and here's what I'm going to say. For those of you that have been there and done that, I need you today. I need you next week. I need you next month. I need you every Sunday. Come on, I need you to operate differently. I need you to operate in your freedom. I need you to operate in your victory to release someone else and see them experience the freedom that God has given you. So come on, y'all. I'm going to ask y'all to sing. Bring it. Come on, wherever you are, I'm going to ask you to come and see what God does in your life. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles.
This is how I, oh, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, this is how, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, this is how, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, it may look like, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yes, I am. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I yes. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I this is how this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, it may look like, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by, oh Jesus. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight. It may look like, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yes, I am. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how I fight my this is how I fight my battles. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, oh, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, 
victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the You turn it for good. You turn it for good. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Oh, you take, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You turn it for good. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. 